0: Hello, everyone. You're catching us on a punch drunk day here at uh, Take the Black Live, the one and only show on the That's Internet. The one. Where myself, Dan Selke of Winner's Community Net and Daniel Roman, polo golf shirt wearing Daniel Roman, also Winner's Net. No, he's wearing a collared shirt over us under a sweater. This is fancy. That's uh, right. Uh, That's right. Well, do, Let me do the intro and then we'll get to that. Um, we were just going to discuss all things movies, TV, sci-fi, fantasy, robots, space lasers, swords, dragons, and so forth. Hello, everyone. Hey, Julie. Hey, Andrew. Good to see you guys here. We have, of course, a full docket. We're going to speak truth to power. But before we do that, what is with your um, ensemble? Yes. Do you have? Yeah. What's with that? I don't have a joke for it.
1: Uh, yeah, I don't. I nice? don't have a, a good quippy response. I, I just felt like wearing it today. Yeah. It was. A li- I put on the collared shirt. It was a little cold. So I put on the one sweater I had that would work without changing a shirt. You okay, know it looks like it, how it looks all like you're
0: like um fashion choices are made. You're like a cool middle school teacher who's like, you know, the kids can approach you, it. but uh you're but you still mean business.
1: <laughs> That's right. That's right. Uh you know, we're doing work here,
0: but you can goof off. That's uh-huh. the vibe. Yeah. In Mr. in little. Mr. Roman's class, anything goes, but not like everything. That's uh, all right right. but we're not here to talk about your fashion choices we're here to talk about um (laughs) all things tv and movies and fantasy and sci-fi uh starting with you know right now hollywood is in a bit of a kerfuffle with uh hollywood writers on strike they're not working they're on picket lines waving around signs and Mm -hmm. i thought we'd just check in with that how it's affecting some of our favorite shows including our favorite show looking forward to, House of the Dragon, the Game of Thrones spinoff, and whether we should be worried. So, um, we're getting a lot of word recently from House of the Dragon showrunner Ryan Condal, who I do have some questions for. Uh, basically, I mean, I'm so curious, aren't you? We haven't heard anything about it from this. I'm so curious. I'm really curious. Uh, but he, anyway, he's talking up House of the Dragon season 2, saying that, the second season is about the kids that we only saw for a couple of episodes at the end of the series that are now grown up to be young adults who have dragons, who are of riding and fighting age, who have opinions of their own and a desire to get out there and defend the family claim, which is true. He's talking about, you know, um, uh, Jocerys Valerian and Aemon Targaryen and Aegon Targaryen and then Daemon's two daughters, uh, Bela and Reyna, yeah. all those kind of younger characters who, yeah, that with season two is not. About, but I am looking forward. Assuming things don't fall apart during the strike, uh, to seeing the cast expand and kind of have all these new layers to it, and there are lots of new characters who are have their own desires and wants and needs and can affect the story in surprising ways. That'll be fun.
1: Yeah, totally. It's definitely you know it's a generational story so yeah that's a, a big part of why they did the first season the way they did to kind of establish who all these people are um I'm excited to see characters like Amond and Jaeras oh, totally. and Bela kind of step into the Forefront a little bit more next season but he also talked a little bit about how many seasons there will be saying mm-hmm. that they have planned I believe more than two that's part of the discussion we're having where do you appropriately end the series in a way that doesn't feel clipped but also doesn't feel dragged out and I think I thought about uh, that. You, readers yeah readers of fire and blood will probably be able to to have some thoughts about that because there is kind of a long tail ending to the story of the Dance of the Dragon
0: so I'm curious where they're going to end it I mean if it were me and th- this is the segment if it were Dan I was just yes say that. Because and and just for clarity, I'm 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 usually correct, always correct. I would do the full tale. It's so interesting because this story, like all the dragony parts, they would end about like, I don't know, early in season four. And then you would just have talking for like six more episodes. But I think they should do it. I think that would be really compelling and interesting and a little daring. And if anyone's gonna do it, it's this show. So I say go ahead and embrace the, I guess you can call it an anti but no, it's like a long calm down period. Over on Succession, a major yeah. character died really early in this new season, and there's seven more episodes to go, and um, it's yeah. and it's and it's making it work fantastically. So it can work. I hope. Yeah. I hope they give us the full tail end. I bob and weave between spoilers right there. None for House of the Dragon. None for that Succession. Was but I still, yeah, 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 that was quality stuff. <laughs> now, well, funzito they're going to do the black fire rebellions probably in the Dunkin' egg show. So they'll just keep on keeping on after house of the dragon is over.
1: Yeah, I imagine it's you two. know, there's a long come down of who assumes the throne after the dance and kind of the various factions going their own way and resettling. So I I'm sure we'll see that. It's just a question of how long they'll drag it out. I hope they do four seasons. I hope that's the climactic end of the dance is kind of in the middle of season four. So I hope we get like a, a good half season,
0: at least. Yeah, of a, That, that sounds right. Because Game of Thrones, God, not to rehash the Game of Thrones ending drama. <laughs> but man, they <laughs> couldn't it. even give the come down a whole episode. Jon murdered Daenerys and then cut to black fade up on a council thing crazy 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 yep. they didn't even have a whole episode of like kind of sorting through the detritus like the aftermath which it that show deserved yeah. and needed and i hope they're a little more generous yeah. with house of the dragon i agree i, I not, agree wholeheartedly i could with not this. believe that john killed daenerys and that was not the end of an episode i could not believe yep. that that was nuts yeah
1: that's that's pretty fair I was definitely surprised by choices there too like that we never you know we didn't really check in with the other kingdoms much at all mm-hmm. the, this is definitely a rabbit hole we could go down but I I very much agree with you I hope House of the dragon avoids that pitfall um and I mean they are of gearing endings, up you know yeah, yeah they are oh speak, speaking of that was a good transition and I interrupted it where are we going? Where...
0: Oh, no, I was trying to tie it back. Like you said, we can go into a rabbit hole, but I'm like, no, we're talking about the House of the Dragon ending. Game of Thrones ending is pertinent. I was trying to justify our tangent. But no, you're right. That I House see. of the Dragon season two is about to film in Spain. <laughs> uh, and I'm going to skip forward a yes. bit here because I think this is a good place to bring it up. Let's do it. So House of the Dragon is filming. It's going to film season two. They're on it. Yes. And there's been a lot. and This is a quandary. And, and the right writers now. are it on really strike. Is. All Hollywood writers are on pretty much everyone, like thousands of writers struck in Hollywood, which means no writers on set. Yep. So no touch ups, no revisions, no new scenes added, no words changed or else the union will be on you. Yes. But there's this question of what does that mean for a showrunner? Like Ryan Condal is the showrunner of House of the Dragon. And we don't kn- we have not heard official word or unofficial word really about whether he is still on set. And it, mm-hmm. there was a story recently about Tony Gilroy, who's the showrunner behind Star Wars Andor, or is a really good Star Wars show. And he at first said, "I'm not going to do any writing because I'm a writer, but I'll still produce and show run. But then a couple of days later, all the showrunners got together and met in their little secret cabal wherever they go—probably some restaurant like Chinese place, um, like a and, theater in Hollywood, yeah, something like that. And then he said, "Okay, and I'm not going to do producing either, because like the line between writing and show running is Mm -hmm. kind of vague. Like if you're a showrunner, again, we've discussed this, like according to at least some writers, choosing a costume is a writing decision. Is it? I don't know exactly. I'm not sure how specific the union rules get, but there is at least arguments over. And if choosing a a costume is a writing decision then like everything's a writing decision like you know should allison look this way or that way during the take is that an acting decision is that a writing decision maybe it depends on who comes up with it i'm not sure yeah you know the uh, costumes props like how should this maybe we don't change any of the dialogue but like should you block it differently is it a directing decision or if a writer says it is it a writing call so i guess tony gilroy's uh uh The solution is to just I'm not going to do anything. I'm not going to write. I'm not going to produce. I'm not going to show run. And I don't know if Ryan Condal is still on the House of Dragon set trying to walk that line, trying to only because I assume he's in the union, trying to only do um, (laughs) show running duties and step into that viper's pit, that sand pit. Or if he's thrown to the towel, because we haven't heard because he's not on Twitter, which I mean, good call. Good, good, good call. <laughs> Probably for the best. Probably for the best. But I don't know. And if, if, okay, I have a question to you and all of you out there watching. If House okay. of Dragon showrunner Ryan Condal is on the House of the Dragon set, is he a scab? And he only does showrunning duties, not writing.
1: Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. So I think this is a really I do not envy showrunners the position they are in right now. So to to give a little more context for this, it's not the reason showrunners are being they're basically being pressured to stay on set. Yeah. So last week it came out that Disney and Warner uh Discovery, so HBO issued what what showrunners called in their meeting scary letters. They basically sent letters to all their showrunners saying you are what's called a multi hyphenate employee. In other (laughs) words, you are a writer. You are also a producer. Mm -hmm. So we expect you to still show up for work and do duties A through H, which include things like on set rewrites. Uh, So the the studios are straight up telling showrunners, we expect you to do on set rewrites Mm -hmm even if you get fined and uh, and here's our instructions for if you want to leave the union here is how that won't have repercussions so like they are very clearly union busting letters that got sent around to showrunners and so tony gilroy you know he left kind of surrounding that because the showrunner meeting happened after that then tony gilroy decided i can't do even producing duties because, like you said, it is an ethical minefield, basically. Um, writers who were showrunners in the 2007 strike talked about this, how oh, yeah? it becomes a constant back and forth of ethical dilemmas where there's just no good answer as long as you're still on set working. Um, so Ryan Condal has not commented yet. HBO has not commented yet, aside from to say, you know, production's still going That's on. Happening so we we don't know it it's really hard man it, is is that is stabbing I do is have the sympathy. obvious answer is is yes but it is a very complicated situation um it because condol is. is also the showrunners so this was in the letters too that if production shuts down for any reason even if the showrunners are still willing to show up to work then their pay would be docked. Their employment
0: would be under threat of termination, Ooh. stuff like that. Um, so but if yes. they go on and they scab, then they're tossed out of the union. They'll never be invited to cool Hollywood parties again. Like um <laughs> it's going to you're going to tick people off either way, no matter what you do. And if they do walk off set, yeah, they put their deals at risk. They put their livelihoods at risk their families livelihoods at risk yes it is it's it's rough it's it's a tricky situation to be in and i do feel by the way some great 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 comments coming in and and we're going to read some of them because they're good and it is harder for these big big shows because like if you're working at abbott elementary and like literally you film on one sound stage in la and you can all go home like at the end of the day to like your condos and your houses. It's it's easier to just say, okay, we're shutting down until the strike is over on House of the Dragon when they've already got like they've talked to governments about reserving like locations in far flung countries. They've marshaled like armies of extras. They have horses lined up. They have like animals and props and craftsmen going to all corners of the globe. You can't just like pull a lever and stop that. Or at least it's much harder to do that significantly. Yeah. And people like Condal are caught in the crossfire and Gilroy is on the situation too, but he walked off and I don't know what Condal did because again, he thought ahead and didn't have Twitter, which is just really, really smart. So right now he's in a quantum state.
1: I do think it's interesting, um, you know, knowing that like, so rings of power, those showrunners are not on set either right now. They, they walked when the strike started, but they planned for it. Yeah, they had two weeks left. They apparently laid uh, a groundwork for the production for if they had to leave, which I think is really, really smart. I don't know how something like House of the Dragon or Andor could feasibly do that because both of those are like in the middle. is like, uh, and the like exactly even, in the middle. Yeah, like House of the yeah. Dragon is, is House of pretty the Dragon is near the start.
0: Yeah, so I mean, yeah, it, you, it is a tricky... You made a plan for like two weeks. I think a lot easier than like... Five months of course yeah so this is this is why
1: i really do not envy condol situation so like uh i saw people in the chat talking about george r martin's comments about scripts being done and <laughs> yeah. i think that was a um interesting one <laughs> i i i raised a brow at that because martin martin really like he's worked in tv so of course he understands the importance of having writers on set I think that was kind of him towing the middle of the line a little bit to say, this is why we're continuing. But at the same time, he followed up the next day with another blog post
0: explaining why he really supports the writer's strike. I mean, and in that blog post, the first one, like, like he he said, like, oh, writers are on set. They, you know, uh, give input on this stuff. And then he also said, but how's the dragons? Mm-hmm. Fine. Um, it was kind of serving two yeah. masters because he acknowledged that, that you the need- feeling. That, that you need writers on set they're important but then he also said but how's the dragon will be fine because all the scripts are written but he like you just yeah. said there was right that happens after the scripts i mean again hard situation yeah. for him too he wants to support house of the dragon because that's his show of course he does and he wants yeah. to support the writers because he's a writer so this is it's tearing people apart yeah i i think it is uh you know for
1: people like Tony Gilroy or Ryan Condal who these are like enormous passion projects. I do feel bad for them in this situation. Mm. Um cuz you know Ryan Condal has been friends with George for years. Has wanted to do a yeah. show in Westeros. Now he's doing it and has this I don't want to call it an impossible decision. I don't think it is, but it's an extremely difficult decision. And it's kind of it's interesting to see how him and Gilroy are navigating it differently, maybe, because Gilroy's in the same spot. Like Andor is happening because of that dude. Like, full mm-hmm. stop. There sure. would not yeah, yeah, be yeah. an Andor show without Tony Gilroy having decided to do one. But to him it was worth it to step away at this time. So
0: uh, yeah, I think Kondal's going to have to address this at some point. Yeah, probably. I mean, for all we know, he stopped. Although, um, I, I know that yeah, one of our commenters over on YouTube, um, Saigonisha, says that... Uh, she didn't of, uh, Maybe November. Someone said that Kondal was still on there. Oh, that Kondal's still on set yes. right from one, the one week ago when the strike started. I mean, it, it could have uh, changed since then, though, because... Um, I think that Tony Gilroy was on set of Andor when it first started and then he left after this showrunners meeting that happened to the kind or kind of something like that. So even if yeah, Gilroy was
1: not on set, he was not on set, but he was still working off set and now he's not doing
0: any of it. Okay, Daniel, Daniel, I have a question for you from Leo, because I guess this is my question too. So you said you don't think it's it's that hard a decision. So are you do, i, I do didn't you, say that i said it's a very hard decision but not an impossible okay. one. okay oh, that's true it's true sorry i don't want to misquote you but basically Thank leo you. asks and i also want to know this from you so do you think ryan condal should stop working yes what would you do honestly okay, fair enough yeah. yes
1: i i think he i think he probably should i because it is breaking solidarity with the union and this is so i i'll segue this to what julie's question what are the writers asking for so it's important to understand i see a lot of people get upset about the strike being like you know shows are going to be delayed and that's true but this is an existential issue for writers in hollywood right now that's basically the main thing they're fighting for is just better pay because streaming services especially have gradually stripped down how much they're paying writers to the point where It used to be the norm that writers would stay on set throughout a production, and that's how they'd learn, and that's how they'd climb up the ladder to better positions, Develop and that's kind of being done away skills. with. Yeah, that's that's kind of being done away with. Now they're being brought into what's called break a show in in a mini room, which George R. R. Martin talked about this as he thinks this is the biggest issue the strike has to win on. I think many um, so called mini them rooms, abominations. He did. He did call them abominations. And basically, uh, Netflix does this quite a lot. They have a really bad rep for this. They bring in mm-hmm. writers for like a week, couple weeks, a weekend. I've heard reports of to break Bam. seasons of a show. And then they send the writers off to write the scripts freelance and they don't pay them for months. It's just one freelance payment for the whatever scripts they hand in. And then those writers are gone. Um, so that versus keeping them on through production to help the production make the best show it can. And yeah, th- so that is one huge issue. Another is residual payments, which is basically a writer's cut of ad revenue on reruns, mm-hmm. which streaming is upended and streamers yeah. are fighting tooth and nail to avoid paying more for that. So basically on cable, we're talking like four or five figures. So like tens of thousands of dollars, maybe in residuals mm. for streaming. It's like hundreds. So that gives you an idea of the sort of of income cuts we're looking at here. Most writers in Hollywood Show. that are at entry levels have to hold separate jobs while doing the freelance scripts to even be Gotta able to Uber. make their bills. Yeah, exactly. Um, so Fonzito said, do they not get royalties for the shows they wrote? Not really. That's what residuals it. are, essentially. Mm-hmm. Um, they they are the screenwriter equivalent of royalties. It's basically their cut of ad revenue. They might still get it for streaming, but it is minuscule compared to what it is for anything else. So people are taking huge pay cuts to work for streaming. There are a whole bunch of other things at play here, like regulations on AI and all that sort of stuff, but when you really, like, get into the details of what they're asking for... It's it, mostly about money, which makes sense. It's mostly about money. Yeah, and money and and keeping this a viable career path, because... So, George R. R. Martin did a great blog post about this. Mm-hmm. Like you said, he called Many Rooms an Abomination. He used his own career yeah, to kind of illustrate why they're a problem, because Martin worked in TV for, you know, most of the 80s and 90s, and... Yeah, it's basically an issue of right now, the career path for screenwriters is so under siege that it is hard to see how in 10 years we will still have screenwriters coming up and and running these shows because
0: there's such a squeeze being put on that to save money. Yeah, I mean, if you don't let them develop professionally, they're not going to be... In a position where they can run a show, which means where a new show is going to come from. Yeah, maybe from studio executives like Je- like uh, Jennifer Salk, who suggests making a popular show. Give me an idea, Joe Russo, and they make Citadel. That's how that one came about. But um, those are yeah. fairly unusual and not very good. Yeah,
1: and so Leo's Leo's got a good thing too. Oh, I want totally, I want to just sit yeah. on quick in the chat. My only concern are other crew members below the line, camera crew, etc. They need to work too. Totally, Leo. Mm-hmm. Um, there are a few things there. That's why it's a lot so of complicated that, and they're tricky. all union too. Yeah, they're all union too. A lot of their unions are standing with the writers' union on this. Uh, so, like Daredevil got shut down this week, Severance got shut down this week because those crew members would not cross the picket yeah. line to work on them. Um, and also, so there is an entertainment. Uh, there's a fund that I s- keep seeing the WGA passing around for helping support people during the strike. Sure. And the money from that is going to those other crew members and unions. So the writers are actively trying to help offset the pressure that that is putting on other behind the scenes crew. Um, so yeah, it is definitely Funzito's got it. They're being devalued, so the quality of new content itself is going to suffer totally on point. That was George's that, point too, in his blog. Oh, totally. Eventually.
0: And that is trickier in four shows like house of the dragon, which aren't filming, you know, like you can shut down a show with a picket line in LA or New York where all the writers live. But if you're filming in a field in Spain, like house of the dragon is, yeah. it's, it's harder to get out there. And of course they are going to film, you know, currently, as far as I can tell, the plan for, and or the plan for House of the Dragon, the plan for Lord of the Rings, is to keep shooting. And just the question yeah. is, what is it gonna look like Seems when you like get it. to the other when you get to the other side of that? And what's the what are the finished episodes going to look like without input from writers? And um it could be yeah. dire people, I'm not gonna lie, it could be bad. Or it could be yeah. I, mean, I don't know. We'll see it it re- yeah you're you're right it could be fine
1: so and it could be dire looking back at um the 2007 strike we were talked about this a little last week and i forgot this example but you look at a show like heroes season 2 got hit by the writers yeah. strike and it basically tanked the show which was a phenomenon <laughs> very popular show in season 1 and then the strike totally derailed it on the other hand, you had shows like, I believe, The Walking Dead and Breaking Bad, maybe, did their first seasons during in, in or around the strike. Um, Lost as well. Kind of weathered the strike decently, in my opinion. It's possible um, so to do, yeah. It is. I, I think it'll be interesting to see how these shows navigate it, because it is definitely a, a big question. Yeah. So, that that's the deal with that. It is... Whoever said that Variety confirmed the thing about Kondal uh, a week ago that he's on set—that that is totally true. But the stories are developing so fast with yeah, this; it's we're literally days. getting new information. Like yeah, like every single day there is new information about which productions are affected. Um, Cy Gunnessa, uh over on the, the YouTube, tube. I thought Daredevil got shut down because of the picket lines were at the production. Yes, that that is true, and the crew members wouldn't cross them, so yeah. that
0: is why it got shut down. But yeah, they reminded them of their duty and solidarity. I mean, like I I I, I think last time we, we talked about it too. Like I, I remember they made Quantum of Solace, the James Bond film, during the during the yes. last strike, and like I saw I saw that one in the theaters, and it's like it wasn't great, but like was it not great in a way that a lot of James Bond films aren't great? I don't know. It was like fine, and it's it's possible well, to be fine without it too. I think
1: that's kind of fascinating. That's a fascinating example. I did not know that Quantum of Solace was a previous writer's strike movie. And like, so James Bond, it, I don't know if you, it, like, correct me, Dan, if you know better mm. about this, but they're usually, those movies were pretty much always based on Ian Fleming books. And then- I don't know. It, that, that includes Casino Royale, based on an Ian Casino Fleming Royale, book. definitely. But I don't know about um, GoldenEye. But then the strike happened- And apparently that's a huge part of the reason they serialized the, the Daniel Craig movies. So those are, that's like an ongoing narrative Hmm. for those movies, which is just not what James Bond has ever been.
0: Yeah.
1: They're usually standalone things based on Ian Fleming novels and just with the Mm -hmm. same guy playing the role. Um, So that's why we got that run of Craig movies as like a block of films apparently, because producers tried to figure it out on their own for quantum of solace. And they made up a thing, and that's what they came up with.
0: I did not know that. I mean, Skyfall is one of the better ones, but that was after the writer's strike, but post-serialization. Yeah. so so many things can happen. Yeah, it it is interesting times.
1: I think, you know, uh, another comment, the strike should be over by August. They might have time on House of the Dragon to rewrite and reshoot scenes in the end. Less episodes might help with that. Definitely possible. I, I would hope it's over by then, but... The the union is extremely united in a way that it wasn't in two thousand seven. Right now, so this could go on longer. Honestly,
0: we'll yeah, we'll see. There's no hard and fast rule for how long it helps or how long it goes on. The last one went on for a hundred days. I'm not sure how long the one at eighty eight lasted for, but these can go on for as long as people aren't coming to an agreement. Um, that's long the yeah. short of it. I hope it's settled this afternoon. But I'm not holding out hope for it. <laughs> yeah, that would be nice, right? Um, oh, and yeah. Oh, good point. And Saganisha says that thoughts on the Screen Actors Guild and the Directors Guild of America I want to strike in the coming months because the actors and directors have their contracts coming up next month in June, I believe. If they go on strike, oh, directors too. Yeah, the actors and and directors. Um, if they go on strike too, I mean it's there'd be no chance of choice, but to make some kind of agreement because nothing's getting done. I don't care if you think yeah. you might like house of dragons, like we have finished scripts. We can go on and just have the directors handle it. But if they're also gone and the, and the, and the yeah. actors are not there and the what actors, are, what are you doing? Like you, you'll need to cut some kind of deal. Uh But yeah, that'll be, them. I think if they and we're not sure what will happen. Yeah. There. I
1: think if they haven't, if they haven't cut a deal by then, that is going to be an extremely interesting thing to watch. I saw, I think it's Fran Drescher is one of the heads of SAG right now. And That's someone right. asked her that. on. She's out picketing for the WGA. Someone asked her that and she kind of hedged on it a little and said it's a, it's a complicated question of whether SAG would go on strike too. Um, so I, I would hope that ends up happening, but we really don't know. And the issues facing SAG and the DGA, those they're not the same as the ones facing the the writers right now. Yes, um, true. So I do wonder if they would strike like in solidarity, um, because they I'm sure they all have issues with you yeah. know the way their particular arms of the business are being run, but the issues facing the the writing branch in particular are pretty existential i think compared i imagine
0: they'd use the writers' strike as like a bargaining chip like we know that you need us more than you usually need us right now so we can ask for more or maybe even ask things on behalf of the writers that'd be nice um that would be maybe if everyone strikes there'll be a lot of like a mid journey and chat gpt based shows (sighs) just like types and stuff and see what it comes up with
1: this is kind of so. This is one of the things the striking writers are asking for not oh. even prohibiting AI, just regulations on it, and sure. that their material, the scripts they are c- <laughs> um, contracted to write, can't be used to train AI. And studios yeah, have fair. basically come back and, and said, uh, We don't want to do that. We'll just ha- hold meetings every year about advances in technology. <laughs> um, we can so, listen to you
0: and then not potentially
1: this sounds kind of like like you know we we joke about ai all the time but i have seen stories from writers in the wga talk about studio executives and stuff like that where the proposition of doing ai scripts has been put forward so it is not a hypothetical argument for them right now it is a how this is happening right now how are
0: they going to deal with it um
1: it's, I, I it's think a matter DGA, of time before that,
0: before something like that happens, and um, we'll we'll see where it yeah, goes. Yeah, I agree. Uh,
1: I one other thing about the will SAG and the DGA join the strike. I'm I'm a little nervous about that, to be honest. I I didn't realize this until I was doing some research for this strike, but apparently the DGA, uh cutting a deal with studios was part of why the 2007 strike ended, and it actually ended up with writers in a worse position than when the strike started because the writers guild and the dga were on strike at the same time and then the dga cut their own deal and the writers kind of had to go along with it gotcha. so that is the one thing i'm worried about with the other guilds and how they're going to navigate it um but we'll see in a couple months
0: exciting times and as for your question yes. julie i'm not sure if you know the standard but i don't particularly know uh what exactly a base pay would be for a show like house of the dragon i assume Uh, yeah not terribly small for a big show like that but not
1: sure yeah i don't know i don't know for house of the dragon i don't know i haven't seen a lot of horror stories about hbo productions in particular like i've seen a lot of netflix horror stories and paramount as well, a lot of people talking about the mini rooms sure. and yeah, stuff yeah, like yeah. that for those networks. Definitely but for sure. a huge, you know, House of the Dragon is like one of HBO's highest profile Damn, shows. Yeah. So i I don't know how they are, you know, compensating their writers. I assume they're not at the bottom of the totem pole, which no. a lot of these issues are, especially hitting newer writers, um like Brian Cogman, who was famously the third head of the dragon writer kind of like unofficial secondary showrunner for thrones did a (laughs) did a lot of stuff on thrones for its entire run has talked about how one of the things studios are trying to do is turn the position he had on thrones into an unpaid internship and he did it for a decade and it was his full-time job i could you even imagine if brian cogman was an intern instead of You know, the the force on that production
0: he was. There's no way to have a show if if that's what you're going to do. So that's horrifying. Yeah, my best to all of them. Um, I hope it gets resolved in their favor and soon, but I'm not holding out hope for it. Uh, We'll keep our eye on the ball and our ear to the ground and our heart in our mouth and uh, bring the Mm -hmm. hot tea straight poured into your ear. Um, Daniel, yes. should we move on or do you or do we have other thoughts on the strike?
1: I think we've talked about pretty much Holy everything idol. for the strike. We were gonna, um, you know, there are a bunch of shows that are already and movies that are getting shut down, like blade, uh, American mm-hmm. horror story. Um, stranger things. Season five is not shooting until after the strike. Um, right. So a whole, a whole bunch of stuff like that, but think generally we can move on and yeah we we so. will be watching this closely especially for house of the dragon so whenever Condal says anything we'll talk about it yeah
0: which i i wonder if he will i really don't know um and great yeah, comments you everybody you. uh no uh Fonzito blade is not canceled it's just they're yeah. not gonna film it until after the strike is over they were like going yeah, to they start had... shooting and then they're like uh we don't want any of this mess so they're just gonna delay it a bit um, and yeah, uh, honestly, Nisha talked about the Emmys. There's a chance House of the Dragon gets some. Did I forget what the big award House of the Dragon won that no one expected to win, but it won some big awards before, so I don't see why it couldn't. Wasn't um, it the Golden Globe? Yeah, 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 yeah. Golden Globe, why it couldn't pull an upset? Uh, we'll be watching out for that, yeah. And I am here with yeah, yeah, the totally. Idol a little bit. I'm definitely gonna watch the Idol's premiere, probably because I've heard so much about it. I don't know, that's a, that's a weird one, but um. I'm intrigued. Sure. Okay. Yeah. But something that we both saw, probably more people out there, Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3, the latest Marvel film to come out of the Marvel Cinematic Universe, opened this past Friday, getting good notices, good reviews, good box office score. Daniel, did you see this (laughs) third um, entry in the Guardians of the Galaxy series starring Star Lord and an angry raccoon?
1: I did. I did see it. Um, I had some some mixed feelings overall. I enjoyed it. Uh, I didn't yeah. didn't love love it. Um, I but I thought it was a generally solid movie. Mm-hmm. I yeah.
0: D- you saw it too, right? What did you did, think? Yeah. More or less the same. Yeah, generally solid. Um, a kind of a, It was you know too long. It's a little ungainly. Um. You know, as much as they talk about that I had full creative control, I this came from the heart, like, you just can't help the Marvel machine kind of putting its cogs in there. Like, it's an ending, and it was a satisfying ending. I liked the movie. I thought it was good. I was moved okay. on several points. I mean, Rocket's okay. backstory. CGI animals getting um, you know, saying cute things, big eyes, abuse. It's it's heartbreaking. I love the villain. The high evolutionary was a real piece of work. Yeah, he was great. He was he was really great. It it was fun. It 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 um it was too long, it had too many characters, and it's it still doesn't feel like an ending really. Because again, things in Marvel can't end. They cannot end, they're not allowed to end because they have to keep going. Because then they can make the next one and make the more money. So it, it 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 didn't have the sense of closure that like a trilogy ender should have, but it was a good time. Yes. And it does feel like James Gunn is invested in this story. Like he 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 feels for these characters. I felt for the characters because he felt for them. And it totally. was still kind of a bit scatter Like we still they spent so much time on Rocket and like his backstory, and it was very effective. And then he kind of comes out of his situation, and I, I felt like he didn't really have much to say about it uh, after he yeah. woke up, so to speak, which was a little weird because they had so many other characters on the surface. And then James Gunn's brother is there. I agree with that. And every time I see him, I'm like, just maybe there's other characters we can focus on right now. Um, the dog is cute, <laughs> but it was it was overstuffed. I like got Adam Warlock in there. He's flying yeah. around on his golden mother Um, there's a lot and it was too much, but there is, there is kind of an affability and, um, something charming about almost about how oversized and sort of undisciplined it is. It's like messy in a fun way. Uh, so I liked it. Yeah. It's, it's by no means a perfect movie, but I liked it. I enjoyed it. It's, it's kind of lovable almost because it's imperfect, a little like the guardians themselves, but it was nice. It was fun. It was great. It's over and now I'm ready to move on.
1: Yeah, I thought your headline about it being a, a lovable mess was pretty much right mm-hmm. on, on point for me. I, I think there were a lot of things where it, it did feel like an end for James Gunn as the director. But sure. I agree, it didn't really feel like an end to the characters, the trilogy. There were a lot of things to me that felt like a little unearned. Like uh, So Ooh. mild spoilers here, but the way that everyone split up at the end... You know, there was all this talk about it being an end for this version of the team and stuff like that. And I expected there to be more of a reason for that than they just got to the end of the movie and were like, like, meh, I'm going to take some time off. Um, It just didn't. And it felt so open
0: too. like they could fully bring everyone back if they marshal enough money and enough time pass. It's not like there's really anything here.
1: Yeah, and I think, you know, uh the F- so this has Marvel's first F bomb in a movie, and I think this is kind yeah. of the perfect um metaphor for how I felt about some of those things almost feeling like underwhelming or like they did a thing cuz they wanted to do a thing without really justifying the payoff. Um it's the first F bomb in the MCU after 32 movies, and it's over something okay. really stupid where it was just completely unnecessary and did not add anything
0: um i don't know so i mean i didn't mind that just like sure he was frustrated and he dropped the f-bomb so it seemed realistic well, just it's only weird like in context if you know that this is the first yes. one ever but like yeah, in the moment fair. it was fine like yeah whatever that's, yeah that's fair and
1: i guess that is some of my issues where were the in context so i you know i've been watching these movies for however long like yeah long ass time the you old man a lot of it is like the Andrew said, I love you guys, referencing that Groot line. And that's another one where I kind of rolled my eyes a little bit c- just because all he's ever said is it just felt like they decided <laughs> to throw it in at the end. You could rather than something. time. You liar. Well, I don't know. I don't know. It just you felt like, like a lot of kind of shoehorned things. I didn't love that Rocket's entire backstory was just a flashback. Um, that kind of took a little bit of the power away from it for me like it was still powerful whatever did, i'm yeah. not knocking it but it it that felt like I a lazy way to do it to me because it's keeping it very removed from the actual plot of the movie i thought it was really weird sense. that
0: way no i completely agree with you cuz i i was i liked it a lot but i was like ooh i can't wait for the like modern day rocket to get up and then carry this forward and really bring it home. Yes, same. And it really kind of didn't. Um, so we have this really powerful isolated story off, but then it just doesn't really pay off in the way that it needed to, which is weird. It was strange. Yeah, um, I blame the constraints. So, I did like it though. I liked the movie. I thought it was good. Uh, to quit. Same. Then, well, then just kill to then. If 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 you wanna if if he wants to quit because they don't. Kill I was really anybody. shocked. I liked
1: it. They, they didn't nice. kill any yeah I was really shocked they didn't kill any of the not major even the characters villain. and that oh did he not I guess
0: yeah I guess that's they fair walked I out I damn you, room. now look we all know the rule but he was on the ship He blew up D- Daniel if, so, if you don't see someone <laughs> literally fly apart on screen okay. in a superhero movie they're probably fine and even then they can bring them <laughs> Even back then, as, yeah, as, could, as Loki it, has proved. It.
1: Yeah. So I enjoyed Guardians three. I did have some qualms. Um, I liked it more than, you know, things like Thor 11 thunder by quite a lot. I didn't like it as much as Ant-Man. I got to say, uh, really? I, I liked quantum mania more. Um, there. They're, yeah. So not, not to be poo pooing on it, but I I'll see it again. <laughs> I enjoyed it. I was not, as blown away as i thought i would be
0: well i think i was gonna be blown away by it but, but i liked it oh leo you're right that told him i hollows the the rocket purgatory scene it was touching he's like can i come it was really sweet i liked those scenes i wanted yeah. more i wanted more rocket like he was the focus and i still wanted much more Same. So that they could have i think they could have been I shorter totally and more focused um I, yeah because they're just so many people not to pick on james Gunn's brother sean Gunn, i've liked yeah, him since you he was on that dan it's, Why it's, do you hate Sean Gunn so much? Because it's emblematic of the indulgence. Like this. Listen, I Oof. like Sean Gunn. Oof. I, I remember Sean. You Gunn know he from- plays Rocket too, right? No, like didn't. on set, he freaking li- He does. Yeah, he does. He he okay. he
1: plays Rocket Raccoon on set, and then Bradley Cooper voices him. Yeah, <sighs> totally. Bradley
0: Cooper has a great because job, man. Because he's a limber dude who can crawl around, is what he's James Gunn has said. Well, he's a limber brother who can crawl around. I think it's an important part of it. I'll be saying he's the best person for the role. <laughs> I don't know. I remember Sean Gunn back in the Gilmore Girls. He was really funny on that show. What? It's just He was in the Gilmore girls. All right. He was he, he, he was he was all the time the Gilmore girls. He was the guy with like the 30,000 jobs. Um at, at one point, oh. he, he, he okay. was more successful than James Gunn. Not for long. Um <laughs> It just how the tables the, have turned how the t- well not because then james gunn brought him up but i mean it's just that's right he's not that good a part of it and i can't get it seems to me that he has an outsized role because he's the brother of the writer director and this movie needed some chopping and he could have been a good thing to go and now he's james Gunn's dragged him into the mcu and now he's gonna put him in the next guardians movie because you know, because That's he right. likes them and he loves them and it's good. But um in terms of the final product, I want some more discipline. And it wasn't a terribly disciplined movie, even if it was a nice and fun and good to watch one.
1: Yeah, I I, I do agree with that. And Ooh. I was really surprised by like Rocket and Quill having kind of smaller roles, um, especially because it has been pegged as Rocket's movie, but because Rocket I mean it was most of the movie out of not, action, also not it really, really did yeah. not f- It did not feel as much like Rockets movie, even though it was just because, you know, he spent like three quarters of the movie, like spoiler alert in a coma. Um, So yeah, I I enjoyed it. It was, I'm really torn to say whether I liked it more or less than Guardians 2. They're kind of in a similar spot for me where I liked a lot of things. I didn't like some things, Um, but overall it's not a bad use of time.
0: It it wasn't bad. It wasn't bad. Yeah, it wasn't bad also when was peter quill abducted and how does he have like florence and the machine on his ipad if he was abducted, like the 80s or 90s but whatever that's not neither here nor there he, yeah
1: that's from i think the second one so he was abducted uh as a kid right by yondu uh-huh. that's like the sure. origin story of of the series in the first guardians uh someone i can't remember who someone gives him a zune in the second movie so that's oh, okay. how he okay. has okay. Florence and the Machine. Because he had the tape deck. He had the Walkman with his couple of tapes and someone gives him a Zune. Uh, So it's like, here are thousands of songs from eras oh, you haven't even right. been on Earth gotcha, for. Gotcha, gotcha. So that's how he has that music. I did no, see that Florence a... and the Machine, they got a huge uptick, obviously, from of the film of did. people looking yeah. up that song.
0: It's a good song. I mean, yeah. Thank God they wrote that into the movie, which is just, oh good, now <laughs> I can put more of my my favorite jams in there. <laughs> and it can be narratively justified. That's right. Um, yeah. Anyway, good movie. Enjoyed it. Tra- sounds like we trashed it anyway, but um, that's what we do. <laughs> uh, I don't know what a Zoom is. I must have skipped that part of my life. Um, okay. It's
1: the Should window. We- I think it's the the Microsoft version of an a... a uh, What's the Apple one called? The i iPod of an I, I, I iPod. pod iPod. Yeah. iPod. Yeah. I it's guess the I've... Microsoft version of an iPod, I believe, and it bombed really quick. So that it's an <laughs> obsolete one, which made
0: it even it funnier when it was given to by. him. Sure. Okay. Yeah. Um we're having a good time we're talking a long time. Should we go on to the Wick News Lightning Round? Sure. Where we yes, go through apparently.
1: I'm throwing throwing stuff around here. Let's do Woo! it.
0: Okay, we're gonna go Woo! through some stories we didn't have time to talk about on uh, the main body of the show, and give our twenty-second opinions that sometimes turn into like twenty minutes. Um, oh, I didn't, yes. I didn't arrange these at all. Oh, this is gonna be crazy. Um, Sweet. Daniel, ask me all first. Right, we're gonna wing it. Yeah. Okay, Yellowstone, uh,
1: the popular uh, show about the Montana ranching family. There you go, the uh, Duttons. The Duttons, yes, the Duttons. Uh, starring Kevin Costner. Uh, it's going to end uh, After season 5 Which is the current
0: season is over So is yeah. the show Although it's weird, like they're on a hiatus They weren't filming because Kevin Costner Was holding things up I don't know if they'll film now because of the writer's strike But yeah, it's over Because Kevin Costner's a whole like thing about he, he wanted out And it's still not confirmed But that's probably what happened So they're going to end it, it's over Kevin Costner wanted to go do something else I don't know, it's a popular show <laughs> It's pretty wild story Okay. Um, Daniel. Yeah. Um, Sean Bean said, sure, he'd play Ned Stark again. If I'm ever asked again, it would be nice to be involved in some way. What do you think about that?
1: Um, I don't know the context of of when he said that. I think, yeah. I mean, why wouldn't Sean Bean be... I It makes sense that he might be game for it more than some other actors. He did one season of the show and had True. an enormous role. Um, I, if anything... It makes me want to give kudos to HBO for the restraint, because if you're ever going to bring Sean Bean back as Ned (laughs) Stark, it
0: better be for a really good reason. And there really are no reasons good enough, if you ask me, but um, we'll see. Just
1: Weirwoods, that's the one I can think of, if you can find a way to do it Mm -hmm. through Weirwoods like uh, Bran in A Dance with Dragons. Um, Mm -hmm. All right, so this is a, a fun one. So The Last of Us won three prizes at the MTV Movie and TV Awards. It won Best
0: Show, Best yeah, Hero, and yep. Best Duo. Good for them. Pedro Pascal, Bella Ramsey, winning Best Hero and Best Duo as Joel and Ellie. Best Show. I think Scream 6 won Best Movie. Strange things, the MTV Movie That's Awards. It. Also, Drew Barrymore was going to hope then she didn't because she, because she was in-, in solidarity with the writers. So it was like a clip show. It was an odd thing all around, but good for all didn't the world. did she win something? did uh, she like, win something for that, like too? That, like, best talk show? Because she has a talk show, now. know. Um, yeah. She didn't accept the reward. Uh, okay, Daniel, let's so see if this one makes sense for you. Yeah, this one works. Um, a newly right. discovered butterfly species is named after Sauron from the Lord of the Rings.
1: Yes, this new genus of butterflies, uh, Saurona, is the name they went with, uh, specifically because they're hoping it will make people more interested, raise some awareness, uh, but also (laughs) because it has little orange spots on its wings that reminded the researchers of the Eye of Sauron. So that's pretty fun. You can look that up and uh, see some pretty butterfly pictures. Good Uh, times. Good times. All right. So... Next up, I was excited about this one. It, it's not the casting I would have then? thought of, but... no. If you don't want to talk about it, that's fine. I can.
0: Ask me the next one.
1: Okay, great, because I don't know anything about that. Okay. Uh, so, Orla- All right, we'll come back to casting stuff. Sticking with Lord of the Rings here, uh-huh. Orlando Bloom uh, shared his salary for the Lord of the Rings movies. He got paid $175,000 for which is around $300,000 adjusted for today money, uh, to do the entire Lord of the Rings trilogy. Uh, Is that a small paycheck, a medium paycheck? What's the
0: deal here, Dan? It's a large paycheck. I mean, the only reason I brought this up is because this story is kind of being framed as like, Orlando Bloom got paid nothing for the Lord of the Rings trilogy, and like $300,000 for a year and a half of work is not nothing. It was actually quite a lot. Um, And I thought it was emblematic of the way we expect people to be paid crazy amount and <laughs> sociologically, it's got a lot to say about it, but we're done with it. So, um, okay. Daniel, Carl Urban, yes. Carl Urban of the boys fame, Lord of the Rings fame, yes. uh, Judge Dread fame uh, is in final talks to play Johnny Cage in the next Mortal Kombat movie.
1: Yeah, I I think it's Warner Brothers did the last Mortal Kombat movie. It was decent for a Mortal Kombat movie. It wasn't wasn't terrible. Um, Johnny Cage is kind of this fast-talking Hollywood actor who does a lot of splits, and he gets into this fighting (laughs) tournament. Um, So Carl Urban may play him. It'd be an older, (gasps) more grizzled version of the character, but I think that's fun. Grizzled. I'd watch him play that. Yeah, why not? All right. Ah, Um, so... Apparently, someone said his name three times. He's
0: coming back. Oh, it has been announced. Crazy
1: Beetlejuice Two is coming out on September sixth, twenty twenty four.
0: Yeah, apparently, this movie has been the that uh, they've been trying to make a sequel to Beetlejuice for like decades. Came out in eighty eight. Yeah. Um, Michael Keaton's coming back. Winona Ryder's coming back. Jenna Ortega, who is basically the new Winona rider of the twenty twenties. Is gonna play Winona Ryder's daughter in the movie. I mean, um, Tim Burton's directing. Yay, Kippi yay. Yeah. black and white stripes, worms, stop much animation, cool, good for it. Uh, goth chic, and finally, Daniel. Um, Netflix is yes. going to start filming a new Witcher spinoff called Rats. Yep uh i'm not
1: a fan (laughs) so this this spinoff is about a group of thieves uh in the witcher we'll probably meet at least some of them in season three um so this is going to be them going on a heist so it's basically sounds like six of crows but in the witcher and if they do this ill-advised spinoff instead of six of crows i'm gonna be mad because it basically sounds like the exact same
0: premise they probably will. Except too. with a
1: really unlikable cast that most fans of the
0: books loathe. Um, oh, Netflix. I'll you stop right now. All right. And that is some of the news. And so far as it relates to TV, movies, fantasy, and sci fi, um, we've been two Dan's, no waiting. And this has been Take the Black. If you like us, feel free to subscribe, smash that subscribe button and the bell or whatever you do on the YouTube. Um, we're available on podcast form, wherever podcasts are available, be it iTunes, Google Play, elsewhere, where we stream live every single Wednesday at 2 p.m. Central Standard Time, 3 p.m. New York, 1 p.m. in the mountains, and noon on the beautiful western coast of the U.S. of A. God bless America. Nice. Um, and then elsewhere, elsewhere. And sorry, Julie, that we're so early. Where were where you on, Australia? That is a bear. Anyway, that's our show That's what we have to say, but we'll have more to say in the future and also on our website and on our personal social media feeds. Goodbye. Take
1: care, y'all. This podcast is brought to you by Fansiding. Join our community of over 300 sites from sports to pop culture and everything
0: in between.